Welcome into a new episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Thanks for joining us. Well, during the Farm Progress show this last week, I had a chance to sit down with Josh Linville, Vice President of Fertilizer at Stone X, and get his thoughts as to what is moving in the fertilizer markets with fall application right around the corner. Uh, a lot of folks thinking about locking in certain inputs as we get into next spring. We get some thoughts on where things stand and throughout the global fertilizer picture, here's Josh Linville with StoneX. Joining me now, I was able to uh, kind of flag him down on the on one of the side streets here, so to speak. I actually knew he was going to be here. Josh Linville with StoneX, VP of Fertilizer. Josh, good to see you in person, buddy. How are you? I'm doing all right, man. I'll tell you what, I'm trying to stay awake. Didn't roll into the airport or the uh, hotel over in Springfield till about midnight last night. Oof, Tried oof. to stay home. The <laughs> kids had tons and tons of activities, so I stuck around till about seven. It's like I need to hit the road. So, well, if you're looking for an official Josh Linville you know, crop look from the interstate system, you didn't get it because it was dark from Flat City, Missouri <laughs> till Springfield, Illinois. My well, yield is zero. <laughs> well, uh, well, we'll just catch up with you after you drive home later today and maybe you'll get a little better of a, an update there on, on yield potential. <laughs> but, well, hey, uh, glad to have you here. Let's uh, let's talk fertilizer prices and more, talk this market. And I, I think first off, uh, top of mind, Hurricane Adelia hitting uh, Florida, Georgia, uh, part of the Carolinas, a lot of flooding, a lot of storm surge. Has it impacted any of the fertilizer operations down in the southeast? Looked like most of it missed the Gulf, which is a good thing. Yep. Uh, fortunately, uh, that thing shifted itself just far north. It does not appear to hit any sort of phosphate operations. And okay. speaking to folks down there, when you talk to people in Tampa, you talk to people in Orlando, a little bit of rain, a little bit of things like that, but they didn't get the high winds. They, it doesn't look like storm surge was a major deal. So okay. fortunately, now unfortunately for where that thing actually hit and the people there, devastating. Uh, still yes. trying to kind of get through the pieces. But from a fertilizer standpoint, which is what we're talking about, the worst of it missed, which I'll tell you what, the, last, what, the way the last two or three years have gone, you could have almost dialed in. That thing was going to just go straight into Tampa. Fortunately, a lot of those black swan events are beyond us, so we're doing all right. Well, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Let's talk then uh, prices. I know you and I just chatted here a couple weeks ago. Let's get up to speed on on some of the latest uh, with fertilizer prices. We're talking, you know, fall application windows going to be coming up soon. Uh, thinking about where things stand. I know prices have really come down here in the last year, which is a, a good sign and it's a, a good thing for folks as well as they're thinking about booking seed and more for the 24 crop here too, mm -hmm. Josh. It's, uh, you're right. Fertilizer prices have come off substantially from where we were, say, last March, last April, when we set all those highs back in 2022. The fortunate part about it, that's the good part. The great part is, while we're not quite back at the highs, grain prices, corn specifically, has been holding on extremely well. So not only have we seen the input side come off substantially, the grain markets are holding on fairly decently. It's a lot better value situation for the farmer. Yeah, and that's a good thing. We, we need a good value situation for the farmer because, you know, we had that year of high input costs, mm -hmm. and, and hopefully folks locked things in when they locked in those high input costs here. And kind of the same fold for this year. If they're going to lock in some input costs, 
You know, they need to think about some marketing there and really just trying to make sure they tie everything together. That's a big piece, isn't it? Absolutely. We're going to continue. We've been preaching it for the last several years. I'm preaching it today, and you'll hear me preaching about it for as long as you have me on. But, yeah, we lock in inputs. we got to sell some outputs. we got to lock in that value. Otherwise, we're just speculating on the marketplace, which hopefully you do that and it works for you. I hope everybody makes a pile of money on it. But reality is a little bit more uh, brutal from time to time. It is. It is a, a little bit. What are what are some of the different segments of the fertilizer uh, market that we're keeping an eye on? If you break things down, whether we're talking urea, phosphates, anhydrous, potash, etc., what are some markets you're really keeping an eye on? So right now, I'm focusing in on the anhydrous, phosphate, and potash just because we've got so much. Those are the three that are mainly put on the fall season. So those are front and center. Starting with nitrogen. That's one everybody always cares about. Anhydrous prices started out extremely low in comparison to grain. Some of the best mm -hmm. ratios, some of the best values we've seen in years. It's moved up. There's been a lot of demand. Manufacturers have sold quite a bit. They've been doing pretty well on the sales books. They've been moving that value up. It is still a phenomenal value. When I look at it versus urea, it's a great price. When I look at it versus UAN, it's a great price. Versus historicals, versus grain values, versus every way that I look at a fertilizer price to determine is it too high or too low, everything is sitting there saying anhydrous is really good. Demand should be phenomenal this fall. The triple digits that we had there for a, a week, that yeah. sped up this these grains. It's the corn market's gonna be or the corn crop is gonna be drying down much quicker. Harvest should be on time. So you've got prices that are very good, very attractive to the farm gate. You've got a crop that should come off on time. Barring some sort of a kick in the butt by Mother Nature not letting us in the fields, this is shaping up to be one of the better falls. Logistics, uh, worried about some river levels on the Mississippi again, some lower water. Mm -hmm. Is that a concern of yours yet or not so much? What are you thinking, Josh? I'm going to say not yet, and I don't know if this is because, my, because I've become calloused or jaded after the last two years, but at this point, if the Mississippi River were to really start to hamper barge traffic, it would be like, oh, yeah, that just seems right now. We've learned to get through it. We've gotten through it. I mean, you look at where we were last year, so as low as it got, how bad that situation was. We're nowhere near that yet. Not to say we can't get there, but we're not quite there yet. I don't want to start panicking. It is certainly something that's towards the top of our, we need to track this list. I know getting ready when I get back here this evening and tomorrow, we'll be working on the farmer newsletter. It's going to be a talking point. We need to consider it, but I'm not willing to sit there and start jumping up and down and you know start fear mongering. Well, that's, a, that's something that I just think it's always a, a wait-and-see type of approach. Um, and, and really, it feels like it's something that maybe we'll have to focus in more on, say, November, October, November time frame, and then maybe into next spring more so, Josh. Would that yeah, be right? I would agree with that. And I will say, the upper Mississippi River, at, it always closes north of St. Louis for the wintertime. Low flows, barges can't operate. So... That's something we're watching. It doesn't look like there's going to be anything that's going to impede that traffic, so they should be sitting okay. But, yeah, as, as you talk, as we start getting into the wintertime, it gets cold. You don't have much water coming down the river system. We'll need to track it. Again, you, you talk about the Army Corps of Engineers. You talk about the boat captains, the dredging operations. These guys have seen a lot of bad stuff in the last year, and they really fought through it. They really worked their way through and kept us going. I've got to have faith that they're going to do the same thing again this year if it gets bad. 
And once again, that was the VP of Fertilizer at Stone X, Josh Linville, getting a chance to talk with him during the Farm Progress show this past week in Decatur, Illinois. Coming up here on the next few episodes of American Ag Today, we are going to share the sights and sounds and recaps from the Farm Progress show 2023, the 70th anniversary of the show held in Decatur, Illinois. We're going to be talking with a lot of different folks throughout agriculture, a lot of new equipment on display and much more. We're going to get some of those updates coming up here on the next few episodes of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Radio Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen, wishing you a great rest of your day.